0: Consciously is a public awareness project to help people value and protect their rivers. We can all take actions to preserve our rivers as habitats, beautiful natural spaces and sources of vital clean water.
1: Rivers are arteries of life. They carry life, stories and trade. Laura Gilpin in her book The Rio Grande wrote... A river seems a magic thing, a magic, moving, living part of the very earth itself. This podcast focuses on the River Lee and Cork, but this could be about any river. It is about any river and every river. It challenges us to consider and explore our relationships with waterways. Rivers define nations and cities. They are natural boundaries, but also great connectors linking communities and traditions. Towns and cities in Ireland and across the world have their origins as fording points on rivers, leading to trade, culture and settlement. Watercourses can have sacred significance. In Hinduism, the Ganges is bathed in for purification and forgiveness. Historically, the Aztec people had a goddess of water, rivers and seas, while Celtic Ireland had several river gods, such as Shannon, goddess of the River Shannon. The connection of rivers to the human spirit is innate knowledge. Sit by the river, listen to the water, to the life and energy that's around you. Breathe it all in and connect once again to the life force of nature that's around you. This episode of
2: Consciously considers our connection with the River Lee through the experiences of different people. Cork City Councillor Lorna Bogue describes how the natural and human meet in the river space. It is an important cultural and natural feature in the city where we can directly encounter nature.
3: Well, I think it's an important site um, just because it's a place where people and nature interact. Um, And I think it's quite um, a complex relationship um, that people have with the River Lee um, in particular because You know, it's 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 something that surrounds people all the time and, you know, even is beneath some of the streets. If you're on Grand Parade, the River Lee is, in fact, underneath you, Um, but you don't you don't necessarily see it. Um, So I suppose the story of the River Lee really is one, you know, which I I suppose goes back to back to Cork City as a mercantilist type of um, um, hub city um, and port um, and you know, it's, it's that idea or that intersection of like trying to control nature um, while at the same time being surrounded by it. Um, so I think, I think it's a really important site in terms of, um, of, of the, the intersection of those two topics and themes um, and how we actually can live with nature um, in, in a city.
2: With more people exploring and valuing their local amenities, Chris Moody explains that an appreciation and use of the rivers helps protect them.
4: People walking by, but I have noticed people who are visibly making use of their five kilometres, and they're walking along the Bride. Now, originally, there was supposed to be a walkway all along the Bride. You know, you should, you used to be at a supposedly, according to a a nineteen ninety six plan uh, development plan that I read, uh, there was proposed walkways along the Bride. You know. Um, but they never materialized for one reason or another. But I have noticed people walking along there. And I think that's part of the problem in, in Orchard Court in particular is so few people realize that that stretch of river exists. And if more people were walking past that, the dumping would be less uh, of a problem because people would report it more often. Uh, and they'd notice it and they'd make a big deal out of it. You know? Yeah. There are people walking their dogs. And occasionally now when I've been there, uh, working my way through the detritus of, of human um, rubbish in the river and picking it out, people have asked me what I'm doing.
2: While most people only experience the lee from its banks and bridges, there is an entirely different perspective from on the water. Rowers along the marina or members of Mehalmara in Corrigs encounter the river and city in a unique way. Taig O'Connell of Atlantic Sea kayaking discusses kayaking on the lee and seeing the city from that position
5: yeah it's savage it's it's actually a lot different than you'd think you'd think it'd be it'd be very uh loud and busy down below like but all the sound just rises so you, you can't really hear a thing unless it's like a, an ambulance or something and you'd see the odd heron or a few otters. actually there's loads of otters after coming back around now i think uh, from here to kind of the leaf fields, the bottom of the Lee to the leaf fields, which is a lovely thing to see as well. Yeah, it's lovely, especially at nighttime time as well. The the city lights and you see a lot more buildings in between as well, and kind of like the way they're lit up. It's easy, like it's you wouldn't take it in walking, like it's it's from a completely different perspective. And the same with the yeah the the key walls around as well there. They're lovely as well. And all the, like, underneath the bridges, like, there's actually a lot more to the bridges than you think. Um, Like, on St. Patrick's Bridge, I think there's a, a good few kind of head sculptures on it that I never noticed before walking past. But the next time you walk past, they would have a look down underneath, and you'll see three or four kind of sculptured heads.
2: Frank O'Connor of Anish, a Cork-based design company for sustainability, describes the place of the Lee in Cork life.
5: The city's heritage is crucial for a sense of place and connectivity. The River Lee and the River Bride make a wonderful contribution here, offering superb natural heritage to go with our unique built and cultural qualities.
2: Paul Carroll, known for his book Gaelic Fields, shares his insights of observing the river and charting dumping in Irish rivers.
6: Yeah, so I'm a a photographer and self-publisher based in Cork. And uh, the kind of main focus of my work is uh, capturing the interaction between community, their surroundings and environment. I decided to focus on the rivers and how we have been interacting with them and one day I came across a bike which had been thrown in the river and took the photo I after a few months few more months I came across more stuff in the river and I thought actually do you know something there's a series in this so I started the exploration of what is going on with the rivers in Ireland Started the research, I started doing some exploring uh, of different sites around the place and then started becoming more and more horrified. In the 80s, we had 500 pristine rivers throughout the country. We are down to 20 at the moment, which is an incredible amount of damage. I'm not focused on that because it's very hard to actually capture that uh, damage itself. I'm more focused on capturing trollway culture. Uh, the rivers actually act as a, a perfect environment to hide our sins of capitalist culture, capitalist consumer culture. Actually, to equate it to the households, it's like the, the river is the toilet bowl. You know, so someone throws something in there. The flood is the flush, and then the sewer is the sea. So everything just keeps moving. It keeps disappearing. And it keeps going out of sight. Yeah, I've captured a, a, a number of crazy things. And I'm also starting to notice seasonality with the throwaway culture as well. January last year, someone had thrown a Christmas tree. Just trucking it, no consideration whatsoever. So yeah, you could, you can literally walk along the lee a lot of times. And you're just seeing what's happening around us within the river. Mother's Day cards around Mother's Day last year. I I chose to capture it in black and white because I wanted to make the images more as dreamlike as possible and kind of aesthetically pleasing. Probably best summed up by a doctor friend who I I showed the images to. He said, Wow, that's beautiful. And then he went, Shit. He could see, you know, that it was just something that shouldn't be in the river. You know, it, it was. It's just, or I want people to be engaged in photos because I, I find a lot of the time uh, environmental photography is, is not, you know, engaging people as it should be and people are just switching off. So I'm trying to work on a way. Still don't know, you know, I don't expect my photo series to, you know, change the world or anything like that. But I'm just trying to do something a little different and see if we can, you know, get some traction with it. Like, you know, or even get the agenda of the damage that's been done to the rivers just out there you know and get people talking about it and and the positive of that there's actually some really good community action being done as well in terms of cleanups i i've i've linked in with chris moody once or twice uh, cleaning up the river bride as well
2: This story from the school's collection in the National Folklore Collection explains one of the origins of the Lee's name. It shows us how natural and cultural heritage come together in the river, enabling new and old appreciations.
7: The River Lee rises in Gugambara, and this is how it got its name. Long ago it is said there was a big animal living in the lake, and anyone who ventured near it was swallowed by him. Now there was a poor woman living in the lake and her only cow was swallowed by the animal. She told the monks that were living near her her sad story and they went and banished him. Now the part of the lake where the animal was living was very narrow and he had no room to get out. He used to have to work by night and lie down by day until he was truly banished. Every day when the people used to come out They used to see the place where the animal was lying, and they used to say to each other Look where the animal was lying. So that is how the river Lee got its name.
1: This episode has explored different connections with the Lee. The multiple ways in which people experience and value the river. Our project encourages people to respect and act to help preserve the Lee and other rivers. We are using the Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs for short, to help suggest positive actions we can take locally, which tie into the global initiative to help achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. SDG 6, Clean Water and Sanitation, helps think about how we can protect and restore water-related ecosystems, such as rivers, lakes and wetlands. Unfortunately, pollution and overuse of this resource is reducing the amount of clean water in the world. The reality is that in the world today, 3 in 10 people lack access to safely managed drinking water services, and 6 in 10 people lack access to safely managed sanitation facilities. SDG 6 aims to achieve universal access to safe and affordable drinking water for all, and adequate and equitable sanitation by 2030. We all have responsibility to help preserve clean water. As all water on the planet is connected in one massive system, our daily choices can have positive or negative impacts. Here are three positive actions you can take to help ensure clean water. Only flush the three P's down the toilet, pee, poo and paper. Anything else could block sewers, increasing the risk of sewage being released into rivers. Use earth friendly cleaning and body products and avoid pesticides. Support organisations that give water to areas in need. Thanks to Frank O'Connor, Chris Moody, Councillor Lorna Bogue, Aegon Rilke, Paul Carroll and Ty O'Connell for contributing to the podcast.
0: Consciously is organised by Students of Creativity and Change, a course in the Munster Technical University's Crawford College of Art and Design about creativity and its power to ignite empathy, passion and learning about our interconnected and interdependent world. Consciously is an invitation to learn and act to help respect our rivers as habitats and sources of clean water. Our webpage and social media have additional resources and suggestions for actions you can take to help protect wildlife and our vital water amenities. For more information, go to our webpage creativityandchange.ie forward slash conscious dash lee follow us on instagram consciously cork and use the hashtag consciously on social media the consciously team is composed of Anne lamb colette mulholland flo Whitworth, trish robertson aram waoud and richard scriven Flo, Colette, Anne and Richard narrated, and field recordings were made by artist Vicky Langen and Richard. This work is shared under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License, which means you can remix, adapt and build upon our work non-commercially as long as you credit us and license your new creations under the same terms.